Thank you, Taylor. Wasn't that a beautiful song? I think it's a new one, too. It's a blessing. And what a hope we have now as Christians that Jesus Christ died for us. He rose again and he's promised to come back. There's no greater hope than that. And he gives us that hope on a daily basis. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for our salvation. It means so much to us. There's nothing else we have in this world that means as much to us as our salvation because it will last for eternity. All the things of this world, as as good as many of them are, we're going to leave them all behind when we go to glory. But Lord, our salvation we take with us. Our souls that are saved. And we're thankful for that. These bodies, we leave them behind. We'll have new bodies. But we thank you today for being with us, for encouraging us from your word. And we pray that you will speak to our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Lord, hide me behind the cross. May you be glorified today. May you reach out and touch our lives and change us, Lord, so that we can be convicted, encouraged, challenged, and be built up in our faith. And we pray for anyone who's not saved here this morning that they will come to Jesus and be born again and have that living hope of Christ risen from the dead. And so we thank you and praise you now and ask that you will lead us and guide us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. A number of years ago, a pilot, a U.S. pilot, uh, flying a stealth fighter jet, an F-117A Nighthawk, for those who know their military planes, he was flying over Yugoslavia and doing a deep mission in Serbian territory. And he was hit by a Yugoslav surface-to-air missile or some type of anti-aircraft fire was determined by the military. The ejection was so violent that he was, the pilot said, he was asking himself, am I going to know when it's time to get out? They have to know when to eject out of the plane. And he said, that's the question that's on every fighter pilot's mind. When would that time would be? But he says, of all the things that happened at that that day, the one thing he could not remember is pulling the ejection seat handles. He said, God took my hands and pulled those handles. And he landed in a field and hid in a culvert for 16 or six hours, I should say, six hours until he was rescued by helicopters from the Air Force Special Operations Group. And while he was hiding in that field, They came looking for him and he said a dog, you know how they send the the dogs out, came within 30 yards of finding him. And there he was waiting. And he says this, he says, for me, it was and he had underneath his flight suit a folded American flag. And he said it was representative of the fact that all the people back home were praying for him. And he said this, he says, for me, he said, it helped me. To not let go of hope. He says, hope gives you strength. Hope gives you endurance. And the one thing that you can't lose in life, you can lose everything else. You can't lose hope. Because when you lose hope, you have nothing left. And we as Christians have our hope in Jesus Christ. And he is the one and only Savior. The title of our message today is, Our Hope is in Christ alone. He is that solid rock. He is the one we can hold on to in times of struggle. 
and difficulty and sorrow and even death. We hold on to him because he never changes. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. And so we're going to look at this subject of hope today. The definition of hope in the New Testament is different than the hope we have in the world today. The world says, I hope it happens. In other words, I wish it will happen. I want it to happen, but I don't know if it's going to happen. The Christian terminology in the New Testament, the New Testament hope in the Greek, is the favorable or confident expectation. We know it's going to happen. When Jesus Christ promises that he will return again for us, we know it's going to happen. Every one of his promises that he has made and fulfilled so far is an encouragement to us. And we know that when he makes a promise, he keeps it. And that's our hope to look forward to in the future. G.K. Chesterton said, hope means hoping when things are hopeless or it is no virtue at all. As long as it matters are really hopeful, it is mere flattery or platitude. It is only when everything is hopeless that hope begins to be a strength. And it's so true. We come to the end of ourselves and we see no way out of this predicament. It's impossible. There is no hope. There have been doctors that says, I'm sorry, there is no hope. But we know that with God, there is hope every time because he is with us. And I love the hymn we oftentimes sing in the hymn book on Christ, the solid rock I stand. It says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And sometimes people say, well, you Christians, you have Jesus as your crutch. Well, he's a good crutch. You know, what do you have, Mr. Non-safe, unsafe person? What are you what are you holding on to? We have Christ who never changes and he is our anchor. He is our hope. We're going to turn this morning to Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 for our text. Romans 15, 13. And it says this, Paul writing to the to the Romans. And in fact, quite a few of our verses today, many of them, most of them are from the book of Romans. And if you haven't read it for a while, if you, it is such a great book. And it says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Twice he mentions hope. He mentions that God is the God of hope. And he says that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at three things today, three aspects of hope. They all begin with the letter A. First one is the affirmation of hope. Secondly is the assurance of hope. And third is the anchor of hope. And all of those give us encouragement in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when you make an affirmation, you make a declaration, you make a statement that you believe it. And when we believe in Jesus, we have hope in him. And he never fails. There's another hymn I like so much that says, Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never fails. And if you had a survey of every Christian and you had them answer the question, has Jesus ever failed you? the answer would come back 100%. He has never failed. He can't fail us. It's impossible. 
He's always with us. He brings us through every situation. And what an encouragement it is. So the affirmation of hope. Romans 5, 5 says this. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Not only does Jesus not fail us, but he never disappoints us. He never does. You can't be. Because his love and his encouragement are always good for us, no matter what we're going through. He's the source of hope, and we can abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. But you know what you can't do? You can't manufacture your own hope, just like you can't manufacture your own faith. That has to come from the Lord. He gives us the hope which comes from his word, and he encourages us with us. And his hope is unfailing, and it's eternal. It's the best type of hope to have. One of the great affirmations of hope in the Old Testament, of course, many of us are familiar with it and love this verse so much, is Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. Now here, the backdrop to this is the Israelites had been in captivity, And they were discouraged and they were in Babylon and they were there for how many years? 70 years in captivity. But many of them returned to the land of Israel, but not all of them. But God gave them a promise that at the end of those 70 years, they were going to go back to the promised land, back to their land. And they were going to do that by God's promise. And it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Or as other version says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And that's so encouraging. God has a future for us and he has it planned out. We look at these young people today. You're going to college, right? Christiana and Alexander and and Victoria or Sophia, I should say, and different ones going to college, different classes and things you're going to, your hope is what? To graduate and get a good job, right? That's your hope. And later on, people have a hope of getting married, and then they have a hope of having a family, and then they have a hope of getting uh, retiring and all these things. Well, for us as Christians... We have a hope that's even better than all of those things put together. And that hope is to be with the Lord forever and ever. And that's called in the New Testament, the blessed hope. All other hopes do not compare to that hope that we have in the Lord, that he is going to come back to take us home to be with himself. But so many times it gets discouraging, doesn't it? When things happen to us and they happen over and over again and we get all these different problems and issues and trials and things happening and we just have to trust the Lord. And the question is, why do we get discouraged? Why do we get depressed? Why do we get down? And the reason is, is because we take our eyes off the Lord. We lose sight of the hope that we really have because when we do that, that gets us very discouraged. And it says in Psalm 42 in verse 11, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. You know, in the first part of the verse, he's seen how discouraged he is. And then he turns to the Lord and he says, Lord, you're my hope. Why am I down? Why am I discouraged when we have the Lord as our hope? And it gives us the strength. And the endurance to carry on, just like this stealth pilot said. And God fills us with joy and peace in believing. 
And that is so encouraging. And you notice that faith and hope always go together. And even in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, it says, For now abides faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And you oftentimes ask yourself, why is love greater than faith or hope? And the reason is, is because we're going to have love for all eternity in heaven. But we won't need faith anymore when we get there, will we? We'll see the Lord face to face. We won't need to hope for it anymore because we'll realize it. We'll be with the Lord in heaven. But hope right now gets us through our day. It gets us encouraged when we need to get through difficult times. So that's our first point this morning, is the affirmation of hope. It's an encouragement that we get from the Word of God that we can stand on every day. Secondly is the assurance of hope. And I like that because assurance is such a wonderful word. When you hear it, it just gives you comfort. When you have assurance, you know it's going to happen. You know the Lord's going to be with you and take care of it. And and it Hope is based on God, it's based on his character, and it's based on what he's done before in the past, and it's based on what he's promised to do in the future as well. A young boy was seriously burned in an accident and quickly taken by ambulance to one of the finest burn centers they had at the hospital at that time. Many people gave up hope. He he appeared appeared that death was in his future that he wasn't going to make it. And the boy was not responding to any of the treatments or they were trying to encourage him and trying to keep him uh, lifted up and keep his spirits up and he just wasn't having any of it. He was just down, discouraged, didn't talk or anything. So they decided to send in a school teacher uh, to help the situation and to read to the boy. And so they gave instructions to this school teacher, which must not have made any sense at all, Just like in sometimes in scripture, when God tells you to do something like in the Old Testament, he told him to march around the city, right? One time and then go around seven times on the last day. And then the walls are going to come down. Sometimes that doesn't make sense to human minds, right? Well, this doesn't make sense either. They send the teacher in there to talk to him about nouns and adverbs. Now, I have nothing against nouns and adverbs, but how is that going to help a boy that's burned, that's discouraged, that doesn't want to live anymore, doesn't think he's going to live anymore? He thinks he's going to die. I mean, how is that going to help? And so the teacher, though, being obedient and went in there and said the words that she needed to say, she stumbled through them. She didn't think she did very well. He didn't respond to it. She went home discouraged. I guess I failed him. I I didn't do well. The next day, He improved quickly. He was amazing. He came back to life. He started talking with the nurses and he he told the nurses, he said, I know they wouldn't have sent a teacher to waste her time talking to a boy who is going to die. And that gave him such hope. And what a hope he had. And then what a hope we have as Christians. God doesn't lead us to take us out to drown us. But he takes us into the deep water so he can train us on how to handle what he has. One of my favorite hymns, too, is the one sung by the Gaithers. And we sing it many times on Sunday morning. And the title of it is Because He Lives. And this song is so beautiful. It says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living. 
just because he lives. That's hope. That's hope. And we hold on to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our hope. And hope, though unseen, is very, very powerful in our lives. Romans chapter 8, verses 24 and 25 give us some real encouragement about hope. It says, for we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? If you see it in front of your eyes, that's not hope, that's sight. But when you don't see it, that's like faith. Faith and hope are the same. We don't see it with our natural eyes. We trust the Lord. We had at the breaking of bread mentioned about Lazarus. I mean, that was a hopeless situation. He had died. He was four days in the grave. And Jesus stayed away just long enough to allow this to happen so he could do a great miracle by raising Lazarus from the dead and showing that there is hope. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Like we heard this morning. And this hope gives us encouragement. Someone once said, the outlook may seem bleak, but the uplook is always bright. And that's true. If we look down and we look into our circumstances, it may seem bleak, impossible, hopeless, no answers. But when we look to the Lord, he gives us that, that bright hope. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. I love what it says in Romans chapter 15 and 4, which talks about really the source of where that hope comes from. It's through the word of God. And if we're not reading our word every day, we are missing out on a lot. And this is why Paul says here to the Romans, he says, for whatever things were written, were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. When you read the word of God and you read in the Old Testament stories and you read in the New Testament and how God answered prayer and how he did miracles and he did all these things for his people, it gives us hope to trust him for the circumstances that we're in right now, too, because the same God of the Old Testament is the same God today. And he's still with us and still giving us encouragement from his word. And like that boy in the hospital God sends us a message of hope. It didn't make sense to the nurses, but it worked out for that boy. He got encouraged. And so many times God gives us encouragement right when we need it the most, doesn't he? Right when we need it the most, at the last hour. Story is told about a laboratory experiment that they did a number of years ago. They were going to test out the theory here of the effect on hope on those undergoing hardship. So they want to test it out. And so what they normally do in making any kind of lab test like this, they always have creatures that they use, rats or mice or things like that. Well, here in the story, that's exactly what they had. And they had two tubs of water and they had two groups of rats. And they put the, the rats, the first rats, we'll call them into, into the tub A, and they put them in there and they left them in there. And it turns out that in one hour, every rat drowned. Every rat drowned in the water in the first hour. Now, the second group of rats, we'll call that in tub B, they put them in the water, but they didn't leave them in the water. They would pick them out of the water and then they would put them back in the water again. Then they would pick them out of the water and they would put them back in. And you know what they found out? They found out that those rats 
could swim for 24 hours. And it wasn't because of the rest they were getting. It was because they had hope that someone would take them out of that water. And what a, what a contrast it is. And so, too, we as human beings need hope. And Jesus is our hope. And he is with us. And he takes our hand. And he leads us. No matter what we go through physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, whatever it is, he's with us. He gives us hope. And he tells us. And just like those rats that tried to hold on just a little bit longer and swim just a little bit longer... He wants us to hold on just a little bit longer. Maybe we're going through a trial today. Maybe you're exhausted. Maybe you want it to be over. And he says, just hang on a little longer. That's our hope. Hold on a little longer and the Lord will see us through it and he will be glorified in it. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly, in prayer. So we've had so far the affirmation of hope and we've had the assurance of hope and that is so encouraging. And now we're going to talk about the anchor of hope. Now Bill was in the Coast Guard back in the day, right Bill? You were on many ships and you probably saw many anchors, right, in the ship. And the anchor is one of the most important parts of the ship. And the reason is, is because when something distressful happens, that anchor is needed. So you drop anchor and it goes down and it fastens so the ship cannot be moved. And Jesus Christ is our anchor. He is our hope. He is our anchor. And it says these beautiful words in Hebrews chapter 6 and verses 18 and 19. He says this, the writer of Hebrews, that by two immutable things, and immutable means that cannot change. Two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie that we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that is set before us. Hope is like an anchor and we hold on to that hope. We used to sing in the old red book that we had years ago, a beautiful hymn. And I wish it was in our new red book because it is such a great hymn. And the title of it is, Will your, will your anchor hold through the storms of life? And it says, will your anchor hold through the storms of life when the clouds unfold their wings of strife? When the strong tides lift and the cables strain, will your anchor drift or firm remain? And then the refrain says, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll, fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep, in the Savior's love. There's no question about Christians go through difficulties. They go through trials. It would be nice, or we think it would be nice, if once we got saved, all our problems ended. Wouldn't it be something? Every problem ended. Every pain went away. Every illness went away. We never got sick again. We never had any problems. Never lost any loved ones or anything like that. We were just smooth sailing. Well, the Lord knows that wouldn't help us grow in our Christian life, and that's just not the way it is. Christians go through the same thing the non-Christians go through. The difference is Jesus Christ is our hope. He's with us. He's going to see us through, and he's going to lead us according to his will. 
And there's a story told, and it was written in that book that we got at Christmas time about on the daily bread. And it was story told of a man named Grant Murphy. And he was an active man, very active. In fact, he ran at full throttle all the time. Idling and coasting was not in his nature. And one might even call him hyperactive. And I think we can, have, we can sometimes relate to that. We're busy, so busy in our world today. We're going here and going there and active and all of that. Well, one day he contracted a serious illness by the term muscular sclerosis. And it's called MS for short. It began to wear him down. And first he needed crutches to get around. Then he needed to sit in a chair. That's all he could do would be sitting in the chair. And finally he was limited to bed. And what happened then, he, at the end, he was hardly strong enough to speak. And his friend recalls, he said, he expressed only joy and thankfulness to the Lord with constant anticipation of being in the Lord's presence. And he quoted this very verse that we're studying today, Romans 15, 13. And he kept repeating the words, in believing, in believing. He says, I can't do anything now. And it's really amazing that when we can't do anything, God can do everything. And I really like that. When we can't do anything, God can do everything. And at the same time, we have our will and we have God's power. And these two things are a marvelous mixture of us relying on the Lord for his strength and help. The question is this morning, are you in a totally helpless situation today? Is there something that's like totally out of your control, totally helpless? Is your strength gone? Are you exhausted? Have, but if you've trusted in Jesus as your Savior, he will strengthen you to keep going with that blessed hope in front of your eyes. And what a joy it is to know that our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is an anchor to our lives. You know, they always say that it's important to be prepared ahead of time, right? So it's good when you, when you go to work or you go out on errands with things, you carry certain things that you might need with you. Here's a good example. Okay, you might carry with you in your briefcase or your purse or your backpack, you might carry an umbrella because you never know, it might rain. So you carry the umbrella, right? You might also need to eat something, so you carry some food with you. So if you're in need, you can, you can eat it. You may have water, so you carry water with you. Or in your car, you might carry those cables that are needed to charge a car, like if it's for you or for somebody else, you can help them out by having those charging cables with you. You may need flares, so if you get into an accident or there's an accident on the road, you can get the flares out and you pull the thing out and you put it there and it can shine light so you might need that. You might need a spare tire. So you have a spare tire in your car. So all these things are good, right, to have. The one thing that you always need to pack without fail is your hope. Your hope. Because you never want to lose that hope. You don't even want to misplace it. And so many people misplace their hope today. They put their hope in the wrong things that will never help us. If we put our hope in the things of this world, it's shifting sand, it's sinking sand, it's going to change. I mean, just imagine the stock market. You know, one day I'm so happy because the stock market went up really high and my 401k, you know, it shows up in the 401k. This is good. Then another day comes and it goes down very bad. 
And sometimes I think it's bad to even watch the market sometimes because, you know, you go up when it's good and you go down for the count when it's bad. But they always say in investments, you can't look at the, at the volatility. You've got to just stay the course, keep your investments going, and then it'll all work out. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But the one thing that always works is our hope. Our hope doesn't change because Jesus doesn't change. And it is a blessing. Someone once said about an anchor, it says, no one who knows what can happen at sea would go to sea without a, in a vessel that carried no anchor. That wouldn't make any sense, would it? Even though it were the greatest and most modern liner afloat, for circumstances might arise when the hope of the ship and all her company would depend not on the captain or on the crew or on the engines or on the compass or on the steering gear, but on the anchor. When all else has failed, there is hope in the anchor. Jesus is our anchor. He will always be there for us. He will always see us through. Reminds me of the story of, uh, of the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Oh, we've all known the story. And it was the captain who so arrogantly said, this ship is an unsinkable ship. Unsinkable ship. Well, how did that work out for you? It didn't work out too good. On the maiden voyage of this ship, it hit an iceberg, split apart, and sank. Some were saved in lifeboats, but many perished in that cold, cold Atlantic up there in the freezing temperatures. And it's amazing. But when we have the Lord, he's the captain of the ship, and he's also the anchor of the ship so that he's going to get us through. And we're going to get through all the way to heaven. He's going to help us make it. And if the Lord calls us home through the rapture, which is what our blessed hope is, we'll all go up together. If he calls us by the way of death, that's the same thing. We're going to be with the Lord forever and ever. So it's that blessed hope of being with the Lord that keeps us going, doesn't it? When things are tough, we keep trusting in the Lord, knowing he's got a plan, he's got a purpose, he's going to work it out. And every time in my life when I've either lost a job or had a sorrow, or a situation, or something. The Lord has always kept me going, always used other brothers and sisters to encourage me, used his word to encourage me, keeps me going. And I've had people say to me, Dean, how do you do that? You've been through this now like a few times. Well, I guess I didn't learn my lesson the first or second time, so I had to have another time. The Lord allows it. And whatever the Lord allows in our life, he is our hope, he is our anchor, he's going to get us through and he's going to be the one that encourages us. So it's critical, as we conclude the message today, it's critical that we don't lose our hope, that we keep holding on to the Lord and trusting in him. He's the one who died and rose again, and it never ceases to amaze me that when the Lord made that promise, he says the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of sinners and be crucified. They remembered that, but they didn't remember the last part and be raised from the dead because after his resurrection, none of the disciples believed that he would rise, did they? If they had, they wouldn't have gone. The women wouldn't have gone to the tomb to anoint his body uh, with with spices if they believed that he was alive. 
The disciples would not have been so fearful and discouraged and be hiding from the Jews in the upper room or wherever they were if they really believed that he was going to rise. But he was so patient with them. And he appeared to them and he said, Peace be to you. And he showed them his hands and his feet and his side that it was really him that he was risen from the dead. What greater hope could that be? And those disciples that were on the road to along the road uh, there on the Emmaus road. I mean, they were sad. And he says, why are you so sad? He said, well, have you, are you the only person in Jerusalem in these days? There was Jesus and we believed that he was our Messiah and he was going to usher in the kingdom and all these things were going to happen. And now they've crucified him. He's dead. And then the Lord takes them to the Old Testament scriptures and walks them through all the verses on himself and, and takes them through and that he is alive and he is risen. And then he breaks bread with them. And of course, we know the story. And then they go back and they tell the disciples, Jesus is alive. The women told them the first time they didn't believe it. And now they get corroborating evidence that Jesus is alive. He is our hope. He was their hope. He's our hope through whatever we're going through. And some things we've been through in life have been very, very difficult. All of it. And every time I hear of a difficult situation, I always pray because I know the Lord is able to do it and he will. But we need to renew our hope because it is the affirmation of hope. It is the assurance of hope and it is the anchor of hope that gives us that joy and peace in believing that we can face it. And we put our hope in the scriptures not in the things of this world. And you know, if you are not reading your word, you're losing out on the greatest nutrition you could ever have. And the word of God says that it's like milk. We need the milk of the word and we need the meat of the word. And we need it every day. And if we don't have it, we're going to get weak and sickly and we're going to be discouraged and the devil is going to pick us off. And that's why we need to spend time with the Lord. We need to be in prayer and we need to focus our eyes on him and put our hope in him that he is going to be with us. He is the God of hope and he gives us hope. And he wants us not only to have that hope, but he wants it to abound. He wants it to increase. He wants it to overflow. So let's not lose our hope. Let's keep our eyes on the Savior, as the hymn writer says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Hope gives us strength, it gives us confidence, it gives us endurance. There was a story told of a marathon runner. She had run this race at Boston for quite a few years. She came so close to winning one year and didn't do it. Well, this time she finally won it. And so that's what hope is too. You keep trying. You don't give up and you don't say, well, I give up. I quit. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to try anymore. No, we keep going. The Lord strengthens us. He will give us the victory. And one day we're going to walk into heaven and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful service. Yes, when we can't do anything, God can do everything. He is our hope and he is our confidence. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word is so encouraging. Lord, so many times we get fearful. We get anxious. We worry. We get troubled. 
we start looking at the circumstances and we take our eyes off you. We forget our blessed hope. We forget our hope and confidences in you. We start thinking we can figure it out ourselves and then we go down further. Lord, please help us to keep our hope fixed on you, our faith in you, to see us through anything that we're going through. And we thank you for loving us, Lord. And we pray for anyone who's not saved this morning. They don't have this hope, Lord, but they can have it. And it's salvation is a free gift. All we have to do is receive it. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died in our place on the cross and bore our sins. And now all we have to do is accept you as our Lord and Savior, take you into our heart and be born again. And we pray for anyone here that would like to receive Christ, that they will do so today and they will have a hope that is beyond this world, hope beyond circumstances. And we just pray for this today. We just pray or dismiss us with your blessing and take us home safely. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.